Father's house, our prayer is that you will be blessed and strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. We would like to thank you for joining us today as we study God's Word. Now let's join Pastor Odie. Somebody say, he's my covering. He's my rock. He's my refuge. He's my strength. He's my present help in time of need. There is no other. He is the one. His name is Jesus. I said his name is Jesus. He's the rock. I said he's the rock. He's the lily of the valley. He's the bright and morning star. He's our peace. You know what? I'll just go ahead and say it. When it. Within ourselves, within ourselves, none of us, within your flesh, none of us are worthy to stand before him. But I'm telling you, because of Jesus the rock, he has made us worthy. And because of his blood, when God sees you, he don't see you. He sees the blood. It's not about me. It's not about these guys. It's not about a church service. It's not about religion. It's not about a song. We are all just sinners saved by grace. It's all about him. Come on, somebody give him praise in this house. Come on, somebody needs to give him praise in this house. Come on, give Jesus praise. Jesus, you're worthy. You're wor- oh, come on, somebody needs to give Jesus praise. Hey, hey, if we, can't t- if we can't show the world Jesus, we don't have anything else to give to them. I don't have anything else. He's our only hope. You're not going to find it in a, in a politician. You're not going to find it in government. I can give you some money, but the money's going to run out. The only thing that don't run out is Jesus. (laughs) What the world needs is Jesus. They don't need a church service. All right, here we go. It's all about him. Amen? It's not about us. In fact, let's pray a prayer of repentance right now. Let's just get, we're going to receive the word this morning. God's going God's to speak through his word. Come on, everyone in the room. Father, we just come to you right now. We thank you for who you are. And we ask for cleansing. God, any, any, any unholy thoughts, any unholy, make us holy. We pour ourselves out to you this morning. Speak. I'm just a vessel standing behind this pulpit, speaking your word. Let me be a vessel. Let me be a mouthpiece this morning and speak to your people and let people's lives be changed by the power of your word. We repent before you. We are nothing. 
without you. Come on, somebody needs to say that. Come on, say it. Say, we are nothing without you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody say Jesus. All right, Genesis chapter 3. Are you ready? Are you ready to go? Daniel, I have three titles for this message. Daniel's always asking me the title. I wrote down three titles. Pick one. One of them is the land of confusion. One of them is naked and afraid. And one of them is, is that you? Look at your neighbor and say, is that you? Come on, look at your neighbor and say, is that you? What's Brandon saying? Hmm? Somebody want to hear them again? Y'all lost me. There you go. It's perfect. Did you guys hear what he said? He said, is that you, naked, afraid, in the land of confusion? That's good, man. There you go. It's a long title, but it works. I, I, I honestly had all three written down. I'm going back to the book of Genesis. Everything starts here. Amen? Everything starts... Let me say this. Every, everything starts somewhere. Everything starts somewhere. Amen? Let's read our text. Genesis chapter 3. I'm going to read 11 verses, so just bear with me. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, don't eat it, neither shall you touch it, or you're going to die. Serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God does know that in the day that you eat it, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, too many people making decisions today with their eyes. It's been said, the eye is the window to the soul. In fact, it's scripture. Amen? Everything that gets into the soulish realm, come on, are you with me? Young people, protect your eyes. Be careful what you see. Amen? I'm just throwing that in there for good measure. Somebody say, let's go. 
When the woman saw the tree was good for food, it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed, everybody say sewed. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said, Where art thou? He said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the trees thereof I commanded thee that thou should not eat thereof? And the woman, you know the story. He said, the woman ate and she gave me of the fruit and I ate also. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you for your word. God, just for these next few moments, just take my voice and speak to your people and let us receive something from your word today that will change us spiritually in Jesus' name, and the church says, amen. Here's what I heard the Lord say. And some of this, I, I, I really, I really got to get it to you because uh, the things that, that I've, I've written down, uh, you know, several hours in, in, in preparing and, uh, and just making sure that I'm hearing what the Lord would, would have us to hear this morning. The Lord said we got to stop praying about the fruit of the problem and start praying about the root of the problem. I, want you, I, want, I really want you to hear what I'm speaking to you. And, and, and whatever's going on in your life, the Lord said stop praying about the fruit of the problem and start praying about the root of the problem. Amen. Oftentimes we pray about the fruit and the fruit stops, but the root's still there and the fruit comes back. Jesus cursed the fig tree. Oh, man, oh, man, we are there. Jesus cursed the fig tree and it dried up at the root. He didn't just, amen? There's no more fruit there. You guys, you guys when, the, when, the, when the root dries up of the tree, there's no more fruit there. Are you guys with me? Stop praying about superficial things. And pray about the real problem. When you get to the point, and, and, and this is just an introduction to the word, but amen, it's going to be okay. Uh, stop praying about superficial things and, and start, start praying about the root of the problem. You know, we can pray about things that's going on in our lives or things we think it's going on in other people's lives or things that's going on in the church. But if we don't, if we don't get control of the, of the root of the problem, and then those things will be, they'll be absent just for a few days, and then they'll come right back. Are you guys with me? Are y'all going to receive this word this morning? Look out, this may be the morning I blow up. Have you guys seen that commercial where the people's heads blow off? They're threatening to show that on the overhead. <laughs> what we have here is an altercation between kingdoms. This is the original conflict, Francis. It's the original conflict. Everything that we are dealing with today in the world is affected by this text. 
Everything goes back to the book of Genesis. Oh, I don't know how in the world I'm going to get all these notes out to you, but I'm telling you, that's why we don't see solutions to the problem because people don't understand that this is where it came from. Nobody can't fix it. A Republican can't fix it. A Democrat can't fix it. A nonpartisan can't fix it. No one on a local level can fix it. The only one that can fix it is God himself. And until we get back to the word and see what the problem is and go to the root of the problem and fix it through the word, it's not going to be fixed. What happened here this was, was, was peace was taken. And people today are living in such, such turmoil, such stress. People can't sleep. I, I've done the studies and I looked it up. Americans are spending $34 billion to sleep. Annually, $34 billion on sleep aids. You know, we used to not have trouble sleeping. People got up early and worked. And they worked all day. And they and oftentimes, oh, I'm just going to preach. Amen. Oftentimes after working all day, they'd go to a church service and didn't care about how long the church service lasted. Got to get the kids up for school. Shove them under the pew. They'll be all right. We'll make it in the morning. And when they got home, they were tired and they didn't have to take anything to go to sleep. They slept. But we have, more, we have more than we've ever had. We have more. We, you know what? We, you know, people, you got rich people that can't go to sleep at night. Uh, you know, eight hours is just not even, a, not even a thought anymore. Eight hours of sleep a night. People, you know, unless you're Jacob. You know. Our son, he hits the bed early. Or maybe Tommy and, and Gina. I love my buddy. But people, do you understand where I'm coming from? And it all goes back to here. What was taken was the peace. What was taken was rest. Are you with me? People go to bed worried. They get up, they get up worried. We have more social media than we could shake a stick at. My word, you just it's everywhere. You know, every kind of social media, but yet people are lonely. Are y'all seeing what I'm saying? We got to understand what the root of the problem is. We have all these outlets, pastors, but people are living lonely. It's not doing it because, you know what, there's no relationship. People are looking for religion to fix things, and, and religion's not going to fix it. It's got to be a relationship. You've got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. The pastor, listen, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I'm going to preach my heart out this morning. I feel like a word's burning in my spirit, and, and I'm going to preach it till it's done. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, even this word today is not going to help you and change you unless you get it in your spirit, and you, you develop a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and you start praying on a day daily basis. Amen. Don't just come to, ch oh glory. Here we go. Even in the church, we're more concerned about image and who's the best and who's the greatest and who has the biggest and the best, and the greatest church and the greatest worship team, all these things. It's more about image. Listen, Jesus said, I come that you might have life. He didn't say I've come that you might have church. 
He didn't come that we might have church. Church is, you know, church is not supposed to be a medication. Church is not supposed to be a drug. Don't come to church on Sunday morning and think it's going to fix everything. He said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Is anybody with me in this room? Two hours on Sunday won't fix 180 some hours the rest of the week. Thank God for church. It's not supposed to be a church. We're supposed to be the church. Y'all love your pastor. I feel like I roll in here on Sunday morning and just hit you with all both barrels and y'all receive it? If you're with me, say amen. You know, we put on this facade when we come to church. We put on our game face. Everything's okay, but we're dying inside. We're struggling with distractions. We're facing temptations. And oftentimes we're losing in the fight. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna say it once again. I, I'm so glad you guys are here and, and you need to be here. You need to be here. You need to be faithful to God's house, much more as you see the day approaching. But I'm telling you, you better develop a prayer life and you better get in the word of God because you can't make it without it. You can't live on, on the sermons that, that I preach or these guys preach or, or the revival that's coming up. You can't live on the worship. You gotta live on the word of God. You gotta live on prayer. Listen to me. You gotta go after it. You better start running after him with everything that's in you. Young people, if you got a, if you got a, I'm, I'm just, I just gotta go, man. If you got, a, if you got a, a boyfriend or, or a girlfriend that's not going after God, drop them. Give them a chance and drop them. Give them a chance and drop them. Come here, come here, come here. What you need to do is you run just as hard after God, and for one of these old. Boys here comes after you. You look at them and say, I'm running after God. And when I, and, and when I look around, and if I see you're running next to me, you might have a chance. But if I'm running, go ahead and sit down. But if I'm running after God and I look around and you're still sitting back there on the pew, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Give me a youth group that's on fire for God. Give me a youth group that has some care. Oh, come on. Listen, I know the world's going to hell in a handbasket, but we can be on fire right here in Newtown, Kentucky. We can go at, oh, glory. Oh, hallelujah, I don't want to meddle. I got to go. God breathed into Adam and he became a living soul. He walked around in a place, we're going to get to our text. He walked around in a place that God had created for him to dwell. Do you understand that God created the place before he created the man? What are you saying, Pastor? God always has a plan. God didn't create the man, then create a place for it. He created the place. Then he created the man for place for the man to dwell in. He created the, the place for him to dwell, then he created the man. Are you with me? Say amen. He didn't create a man and say you're gonna need a place. 
Everything he needed was already there to sustain him. Right? You say amen. The garden was self-sustaining. After, after God created, oh, here we go. After God created it, and after he created man, the Bible says the elder rises, he stepped back and said, it, he said it was good. No, he said it was good. He said it was very good. Okay? Now, we're going into the land of confusion. Somebody pray for your pastor. He did, you know what? He didn't rest until everything was ready. And then after everything was ready, get this picture. The God of the universe rested. The God that sits, <laughs> the, the, the heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. He rested. Can you get that picture? Because everything was good. Somebody shout good. So he rested. Somebody say amen. You got to understand, he didn't rest, folks, until the, star, the stars were in the sky. He didn't rest until, uh, uh, until the bees were making honey. Are you with me? He didn't rest until all these things, the waters were flowing, the sun was in place, the stars in the heavens, everything was right. Somebody say amen. amen. And then he said, he said to Adam, you are like me, what's in you is so like me, so now all you have to do is rest. Self-sustaining. Adam was made in the image of God. He said, you are so like me, just rest. Just enjoy it. Right? If you're with me, say amen. Everything's, everything's wonderful. God, you know, you know what it is? God and man are resting. And, and, and here, here's exactly what it was. It was, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you understand that earth was always meant to reflect what's going on in heaven? And it was. Right? Everybody say rest. Everybody say peace. But then we get to our text. 1 Corinthians, Jacob, and here's, here's what I want us to see. 1 Corinthians 2.11. lest Satan should get an advantage of us. We cannot be ignorant of his devices. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be ignorant. Where's that other red-headed boy? Where is he? There he is. I was up here during worship, and I was looking at these guys, and I said, you know what? We're going we're to have to have the fire of God here. I have never seen two red-headed guys standing up in worship. Come on. <laughs> Let's hear it for the redheads. <laughs> I looked over this thing. They're both right here on the front row, man, just worshiping. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Fire of God. I would at everybody in the house, your hair would turn red. Just the fire of God just hit you. Come on. The fire of God just fall on you. I would at you all that don't have hair, it's going to grow and it's going to turn red. Come on, somebody receive it in Jesus' name. 
Set us on fire, Lord. Would you be willing? Oh, the church of the redheads. We already got a red roof. Somebody said that's the church with the red roof that rocks. All right, here we go. Y'all pray for your pastor. The serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God made. He said to the woman, has God said, hear me, church. When you start questioning what God has said, you are in trouble. Big mistake. You can't question God's word. You can't question the validity. That's, that's, why, that's why America's where they are now. We've went away from this book. Oh, don't bring out the Bible. That's what they say, right? Don't, go, don't, don't bring out. That's, that's the book. There is no other book. Amen? Are you with me? Land of confusion. You can't hold a conversation with Satan. Eve starts talking to him. You can't, you can't reason with Satan. That's, that's why we're, we're, we're told to never, Ephesians 4.27, we are told to never give place, neither give place to the devil. Don't, don't even give him your time. When he starts telling you lies, just say, I rebuke Satan, I rebuke you. You know what, you know what, you know what, John 14, 30, the, 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 the word said, Jesus said in reference to Satan, look what it says. Prince, this world comes and he'll have nothing in me. Oh, we're giving him too much rope. We entertain thoughts. We enter, oh, come on. Y'all received this word this morning. Who wants to live holy lives? Who wants to get back to holiness? And it's not about hair and clothes and makeup and jewelry and all that garbage, amen? Come on, it's about walking, having a heart that's upright before God. It's about talking right. It's about what you look at and what you listen to. It's about what you say in reference to your brother or sister. If you're backbiting, you're not going to ascend to the hill of the Lord. That's just the scriptures, folks. I, I'm sorry. If you're, Oh, come on. He's, who's going to ascend? He who has clean hands and a pure heart and who don't backbite with his tongue. I taught our youth one time, chewing each other's backs. We just chew on each other's backs. I'll just backbite, backbite. Stop that garbage. Stop it. Just quit. Don't, if, it, when you, if, you, if you have the temptation to talk about somebody, just pray for them. This is not in my notes. I'm just letting the Lord leave me. Our visitors say, man, that guy's crazy. I ain't never going back to that church. How would you like to be able to say like Jesus, Satan has nothing in me? And just laugh. Who? Dude, he has nothing in me. You know, start talking some, you know, we, need to get, we need to get so full of God that we can talk trash. Elijah did. He talked trash. He said, he like, maybe he's on a journey. <laughs> you know, he knew there, there was, he knew he wasn't, there wasn't anything to him. He said, maybe he's on a journey, maybe he's asleep. The first trash talker. The prophet Elijah, making fun of the prophets of Baal. Okay, here we go. Are y'all with me? When you start doubting what God says in his word, you're in trouble. When you start doubting about what God says in his word about you, you're in trouble. Confusion sets in. 
and we enter the land of confusion. Amen? Do you understand that Satan will always twist the scripture? He twisted it here. Did God really say? When he tempted Jesus, do you understand? He, he, he twisted what was written in the Psalms. He didn't quote it just like it was written. He always twists it. And you can twist all kinds of scriptures to make stuff fit what you want to do. Oh, help us, Jesus. Confusion. Everybody say confusion. Confusion sets in and you drift away from faith. Confusion uh, is where the world is lit. Oh, people are so confused. Because they've drifted away from faith and they've drifted away from the word of God. Are y'all with me? Lucifer used confusion as his first rebellious act against God. And as a result, Jamie, of the confusion, he drew one third of the angels with him. Here's these angels that are worshiping God and now they're going with him. Confusion. Are you with me? He was... Uh, he, it was deception. Otherwise, the angels would have been willing to praise God right on, right? And not to rebel against God. You know, it's kind of how lobbyists go from politician to politician. Amen? Confusion. Deception. Oh. Is anybody with me? Is this where we're living today? Are we on the same page? If you are, say Amen. So, first of all, you start questioning who you are. There's a little teaching here. First of all, you start questioning who you are in the spirit. And then if you don't understand who you are in the spirit, and it all goes through the soulless realm, right? Spirit, soul, body. Spirit, spirit, soul, body. Right? Soulless realm kicks in. You start thinking about, you forget, you don't realize who you are. Folks, it's where we are today, the land of confusion. That's why people are confused about their sexual orientation. Oh, help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. An eight-year-old or a seven-year-old knows which bathroom to use. I can even figure it out when I'm at the app back. I know I'm not a Sheila. Means ever been to the Outback? Used to be a real popular steakhouse, you know, a few several years back. It's still people go there, but I know Donna's a big fan and uh, good place to eat. Don't have no problem with Outback, but. I remember the first time you went there and you, you go to the restroom and you're like, okay, am I a Sheila or am I a bloke? Is that how you pronounce it? I mean, I'm not even pronouncing it right. Is it right? It's from the land down under, Australia, right? The mates down in Australia. But today, people are, you hear me, people have, have listened to the lies of the enemy and they, they're so confused, they don't even know who they are. And you know what? The enemy don't want you to know who you are. 
He don't want you to realize first and foremost that your spirit and that God's going to connect to you through your spirit and you can be a child of God and you can walk with God and you can pull the kingdom of God down here to earth and not sit around and wait to get to heaven. And then when you lose that, and then you're like, and then you, it ventures over into your fleshly man, and, and then all of a sudden you're transgender, and, and you get all this mess, and it's a mess. North Carolina, as you, know, as you guys have heard in the news, they're saying that, you, you know, you gotta, if you use the men's room, you gotta be men. If you use the women's room, you gotta be a woman. Now you have all these rock bands and rock stars that are boycotting. Listen, we're in the land of confusion. And it all started right here because somebody started questioning what God said. And if we still question what God says, you're going to end up confused just like everybody else. You better stay in this book. This is our answer, folks. Con confusion is the opposite of peace. Confusion is the opposite of rest. Confusion is the opposite of joy. It's confusion. Do you understand that Baal, Baal was, was, was referred to in, in some places as the Lord of confusion. He had the people confused. And that's why Elijah said, why halt you between two opinions? If God be God, serve God. If Baal be God, serve Baal. You know what the Bible says, and you, you quoted it earlier, I was about to jump up and down. God is not the author of confusion. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. If you would like to know more about our Father's house and upcoming events, Log on to OurFathersHouseKY.org.